1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No
0: one is, 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 is
1: more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Phillips. Giants, Vikings. I was thinking about this. Seasons where you can't like sell a t shirt, you NFC East champions, NFC champions, Super Bowl champions, right? Like they're hard to define as like unbelievable, overwhelming success because you don't hang a banner, you don't really remember them well, unless anymore. you're the Colts. Remember, they put AFC finalist up that yes. year, <laughs> yes, right? Incredible. Or like this Bears season, where you have a revelation, but you also get the number one pick, but you weren't expected to be good. But like, the team that wins the Super Bowl, the team that loses in the Super Bowl, will have more successful seasons than the Giants. But isn't it possible that the Giants could lose this game and then... The team that, like, loses in the NFC Championship game or loses in the AFC Championship game, they make it around further in the playoffs, but their fan base would not be
0: as happy or excited as Giants fans would be. Why are you you even stopping in the championship game? Why can't you bring yourself to, say, Super Bowl? There have been teams that have gotten squashed in the Super Bowl that had high expectations and were expected to win it or had lost one and were searching for that championship and it because because I
1: think that the Super Bowl is it is so like singular and special and like the two weeks leading up to it well you might think that way but I don't think all fans do I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying that they do but I'm, I'm saying for me like the the lead up to the Super Bowl, you get a, you know, you get the Lamar Hunt Trophy or the George Hallis Trophy. There, you
0: you you get a T-shirt. You get to- like if the Chiefs were to lose the Super Bowl again, like they did against Tampa, yeah, their fans aren't going to feel as good as Giants fans at the end of the year. See, I don't, I don't agree with that. Why? Because the Chiefs kind of looked at this year as a.
1: Correct. Okay. After a transitional year. Holy Time. shit. In our down year, our coach and quarterback are so good. People were picking the Chargers before the year. People were picking the Broncos before the year. People said we had the toughest division in football and we set records when we okay. lost Tyreek Hill. Like I agree so, with that. But anyway, my, my point is basically like the Giants now think they have a coach. They think they have a quarterback. That's the bigger one. And they won a playoff game in a year where they were supposed to have a top five or top 10 pick. Like, I think the Giants fans could legitimately stake a claim that they've had the third most successful season Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl well, loser, New
0: York Giants. The biggest thing about that game, and you don't want to overreact to a game against the worst defense in the league. Right. But that's what's happening right now. Um,. There were a lot of graphics that were shown before the season started comparing the start of Daniel Jones's career to the start of Josh Allen's. And it was largely ridiculed and mocked and made fun of. But when you see the way Jones looks in this game on Sunday, it doesn't seem all that far fetched. And the thing now is for the Giants is that they get cap relief. They've got to find a way to bring in somebody not like a Kenny Galladay, but a legit guy who makes Jones even better the same way that the Bills made the Diggs trade. That's priority number. That becomes their number one objective this offseason. Who is the player? Who are the players we get? You know, the, the Jaguars spent $105 million on Lawrence Weapons and then made the Ridley trade this year. I mean, they... They they buttressed around so, their number one. So I've one. looked a, I've looked a
1: lot into it because of the Bears' needs for it. It's it's an absolutely terrible free agent year for wide receivers. Like Jacoby Myers is arguably the best free agent wide Juju. receiver. Juju.
0: Guys right. like that.
1: Juju, exactly. Um, but you could trade for DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. We'll see, we'll see what the Raiders do with Devontae Adams. And if you want to be super aggressive, like the team you're playing this weekend, the Eagles, you call Cincinnati
0: About T. and you Higgins. say, are
1: you guys really prepared to pay Burrow, Chase, and Higgins, or would you take our first round pick for T. Higgins? Yep. And then you trade a first round pick and give him $100 million. It's the most expensive way to acquire talent, trading a draft pick and signing the guy. But if you
0: really do think, that you're a number one receiver away. I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one. Now, obviously, this would have been different if we talked and had this conversation a week ago. But, because McVay's back now. But wouldn't you at least call the Rams about Cup? Yes, of course. Absolutely. What's their situation?
1: Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I mean... I mean, there's a lot of like. Uh, what are the Broncos going to do? I mean, I guess Russell Wilson finished a little bit better, but I mean, are they I about... feel like
0: their wide receivers have been overrated for a while now. I know J- Judy's the guy you're thinking of, and I obviously he's better than the free agents. Yeah, that we're talking about, but I think the Giants have to hope for something or someone better than that, and maybe use their first round pick on a wide receiver too. We'll see, but so
1: that that's. It's not a it's not a draft where people think that there's wide receivers in the top ten, but there's always rookie impact receivers. The you know Quentin Johnson, the kid from TCU, uh, USC's got a receiver that people think Jordan Addison. First. Yeah, Addison. Thank you. Um, so so yeah, I mean maybe you go that route for them, but I don't know how patient you know they're they're gonna be. I'm fascinated in in Daniel Jones's contract. I was like are they gonna are they gonna bring back both? Are they gonna bring back Daniel Jones and Saquon, or are they gonna tag Saquon and
0: sign Daniel Jones, which is what I would assume they're gonna do. But how is how is Barkley gonna feel about that franchise tag if they do that? You know, I mean, how angry can he be when he got top five draft rate money?
1: Yeah. You know, um, I'm sure he wants the deal, but how angry can he r- realistically be? I just don't know how many years you commit on guaranteed money to Daniel Jones. Like you decline the fifth year option and then he does this. Obviously they have the great self scout on the guy and Dable would be the one to know. Dable's so impressive, man. So impressive. Like I wonder, do you think the Vikings have a Kirk cousins problem? Of course. But they've had a Kirk cousins problem. Like, Like Kirk cousins, I legitimately thought was pretty good in that game and they lost it because of their defense. Their defense is pathetic, but the problem with Kirk Cousins isn't like prime time. He's won in prime time. It's not that he can't win in the playoffs. It's not that he can't make a big throw in the playoffs. The throw he made to Thielen in that Saints game in the fourth quarter was unbelievable. Like Kirk Cousins is a good player, but the ceiling is just so low and the margin for error is so slim. Like, how in the world do you check that ball down to Hawkinson late, and then after the game be like, "Ah, eh, I've thrown short of the sticks before," and you just let your guy make a play? And there was pressure coming, dude. You got to stand in there and take a hit. And you got to—I mean, the play call also was terrible. Like when they sh- showed the, like the dots
0: of what you know, the dot graphic that's all the rage yeah, the now. Dot
1: graphic. I don't know a better way to describe it. No, I like, know what you're
0: talking about. Like the one that like Mina Kimes will constantly like send out or Bill Barnwell, that one. Yeah. The they do like
1: on the CBS feed, they do it as like Romo yeah. vision. And then like everybody else does it on Twitter. Yeah. But like everybody, like there were three dudes who were running like 20 plus yard routes and Hawkinson who was running a three yard route and they needed nine yards for a first down. like, where is the 8, 9, or 10-yard route? I don't understand why it was like such an all-or-nothing play call. Um, so I think there were a lot of failures in that moment. But Cousins, because of the reputation, will deservedly wear it for choosing the worst of all of the options. I guess the worst option would be the sack. But the second worst option, it was indefensible. But I think there was just more blame to go around than
0: just the check down or just Kirk Cousins, notably the defense. I think they should get the guy who was with O'Connell in L.A. If he doesn't get a head coaching job, the Broncos defensive coordinator should go to Minnesota next year. That just seems like a slam dunk. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal.
1: It was the first game. It was a blowout. Started interesting. San Francisco, Seattle. So we can do anything specific you want from the game. You know, I've been saying for, not that this is terribly original, but I've been kind of dismissing Dallas and saying that eight weeks, we're on a collision course for San Francisco and Philly. I still feel that way. But do you think that if Brock Purdy wins... It is a wins the Super Bowl. It is a more improbable story than Kurt Warner. No,
0: I don't. Not even like instantly. No, you're asking me. I mean, Kurt Kurt Warner was stocking shelves in a high V store in Iowa and came out of the Arena Football League. This guy was the last. I understand that, but Warner wasn't drafted. Went to a Packers tryout, got cut, and then was like out of the league and had to navigate his way through the minor leagues of football at the time. Yeah. That's
1: that's the only one though, right? It would be the second most improbable then. It's because it's it's certainly more improbable than Nick Foles. Yeah, of
0: course. Yeah, what Nick had, in his first stint with the Eagles actually had a good year with Chip Kelly. Like it was not yep. obviously sustainable. They made the playoffs. I'm just saying Brock Purdy was great. Again,
1: threw for three, ran for one, no turnovers. I understand Shanahan. I understand having McCaffrey, who's amazing, and Ayuk, and Kittle, and Matt Line, and Debo, and those weapons, and Plug and play in the system and yada, 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 even though he's now looking better than Jimmy G and Nick Mullins didn't look good there. Like, we have to be open to the possibility.
0: Well, I think Rock Hurdy is good. I know, but I think there's a little bit of revisionist history about his performance in that game. I think because he started so bad and finished better, people just are latching on to the way he played the last 30 minutes of the game, which was really good. They scored but 41 points. I know they did. But Danny, uh, their guys are always wide, freaking open. <laughs> it's the it's it's a guy that has watched the Bears' passing offense for the last I know twenty years. Is it not frustrating that every guy is wide the f open on like every play? Yeah, yeah. No I, I I mean
1: listen I'm not saying he's the biggest part of the reason why they're winning obviously but that's I it's a, it's a I just listed it all right we I I'm with you on that I just I can't believe it I can't believe what I'm watching dude he was the last pick in the draft and he he is shredding people
0: in a situation where but I don't think he's shredding people like Mahomes or Burrow, where these are like pinpoint accurate dime throws where your jaws hitting the floor type play. He had that
1: pretty sick like spin out of it, rolled yeah. right through to the back of the end zone. And Mitchell,
0: that was a good play. I mean, yeah. that was a that was a really good one. If any other quarterback does that, we're talking about it. I will give him credit for that one. But like the Debo Samuel touchdown. It's like pitch and catch, and the guy takes off and he's gone. I mean, I understand, but like, so Kyle Shanahan was getting
1: to a Super Bowl with Jimmy G. Jimmy G got a hundred and something million dollar, $145 million contract, but then he proved to not be very good, but he was winning. And the Niners traded all those draft picks to move up from what 13 to 3 to to take Trey Lance so like the team that felt like they could win with anybody traded everything to yep. try to be special at that
0: position that guy got hurt then the next guy got hurt then well, the next guy got they're hurt they're still not special at the position i mean he's the of the quarterbacks that are still playing he's the worst one that's still alive but he's in the exact right place, and the other thing is, this is uh, this is to Kyle Shanahan's credit. He could have easily, with the defense they have, gone the Garoppolo NFC Championship game against the Packers route and said, "We're just going to play defense and hand the ball off to McCaffrey, Mitchell, and our backs and win ugly." And they're not doing that. Like, and that way, I give him total props, and that shows he has confidence in Purdy and Purdy. Hasn't given him a hasn't given him a reason to not play that way, so that will that that will be my compliment for Brock Purdy. Do I still think Big Ben could do better? I'm rethinking that take a little bit <laughs> yes, now. Stop. Stop. <laughs> but he is the worst quarterback that's still left for sure. You think he's for sure worse than Daniel Jones? Yeah. Daniel Jones might have been the might have had the best quarterback performance of any guy this weekend. Dak was pretty good tonight. Okay, I'll concede Dak. that because I had the Dak over receive uh, over passing yards prop. Dak, Dak
1: was Dak was pretty good. Tom Brady threw the ball sixty six fucking times
0: tonight. I <laughs> ridiculous. I don't want to get greedy here, but. I had a massive same-game parlay that I lost because CeeDee Lamb didn't go over 75 yards, which I'm still not really sure how that happened. Six legs, everything else hit. Oh, man. Prescott over, Gallup over, Evans over, Elliott under, Pollard over, Lamb over, did not hit. 68.
1: So That's tough. I lost the same game parlay that was not close to winning, and then but still made money because I bet the under in the game, which came in by
0: half a point. Nice. I crushed it
1: this weekend, honestly.
0: I thought it was going to be a bad beat weekend for the ages when I lost Chargers minus two and a half, and I rallied from that point on and didn't lose another spread bet the, the rest of the way. I went four and two. Nice. I hit <laughs> multiple live Niners bets. Uh, Are you a live betting type? Are you into that whole Jeopardy James? That's where your best odds are community. I like live betting. Yeah.
1: I also, because I I think that there's sometimes like, I kind of just like trust my eye. Oh. Yeah. When you, you know what I mean? Like when you're watching Danny Parkins' eye
0: test. I love the eye test. Yeah. Just like, sometimes it's tough to know. Like, you know, I, so when did you bet Jags on Saturday? When did you live bet them? I did, did you? It. No. Okay. I didn't. I you know, I have a Chargers
1: future. Cut your losses. Had I, your bets. Cut, I should have. No, I, I so that game honestly was but no, hit hit the teaser that I gave out for Giants and Bengals, hit a couple of live bets in the Niners, hit the under tonight, lost a few silly same game parlays. Just nice, nice, nice wild card weekend. Accounts are looking flush. But are we doing this Thursday night, right? Yes
0: pretty the awesome
1: like the top six teams obviously two with the bye but then the next four like all advanced all the teams that came into the playoffs with like reasonable Super Bowl odds none of them got up yeah no stunning upset you're right you know so sets up for pretty marquee matchups um the rest of the playoffs and I mean if the Jaguars are like the you know I mean, obviously the Giants, but someone was going to be bad there. It's the NFC. But it's pretty good, man. Pretty good divisional slate. And way better weekend of football than I thought it was going to be.
0: Way better. Yeah, after, I mean, really the only, you know, the second half of, well, tonight wasn't good. But it was weird. Well, tonight was kind of compelling because yeah, of just the miss
1: miskick. And
0: Brady just, how bad can it get for the greatest player? Yeah, was, so tonight, tonight was compelling. The Niners
1: was an ass-kicking, and everything else was pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. All right, Danny. Thursday night, brother. All right. Thank you, Spencer Ray, our producer. Subscribe, rate, review. Come on, tell a friend. We're doing this throughout the playoffs. Get the word out
0: there. Tell acquaintances.
1: Yeah, you don't even have to really like them. Like, if, they, if someone calls you too often and you're like, hey, they would maybe call me less if they were listening to two hours a week of football talk. Send this podcast to him. He's Andrew (laughs) Philpony. I'm Danny Parkins. First and pod.